Assalamu alaikum, this is Maliha Mahmoud. Welcome to Muslim Health Talk, a place to discuss natural ways of healing and health and wellness and finding that balance that the Prophet wasallam so beautifully um, provided for us. Um, okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan ar-Rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma alamtana inna kanta samiya al-alim. Subhanaka fahma lana illa fahamtana inna kanta jawad al-kareem. Rabi yassir wa la tuassir wa tamim bil-khair. Wa bika ya maulana nasta'in ya fatah al-qulub ya fatah al-qulub ya fatah al-qulub. Rabi shakhri sadri wa yassir li amri wa akhla luqdatan milisani yafqaw qawli. Rabi nazidna ilma, Rabi nazidna ilma, Rabi nazidna ilma. اللهم افتح علينا حكمتك وانشر علينا رحمتك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم فقفنا في الدين وعلمنا التأوين آمين ثم آمين so that is the beginning dua Inshallah, if you guys are interested in understanding the words, it's on the WhatsApp group, inshallah. Um, so last week I forgot to do the lineage of the Prophet wasallam, and I had mentioned how important it is, so inshallah we can do it today. And if you guys have the copy, which is on the WhatsApp group, you can also follow along. So... Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bin Abdullah bin Abdul Muttalib bin Hashim bin Abdi Manaf bin Qusay bin Kilab or bin Hakim uh, bin Mura bin Ka'ab bin Lu'ay bin Ghalibi bin Fihr bin Malik bin Nadir bin Kinana bin Khuzayma bin Mudrika bin Ilyasa bin Mudr bin Nidhar bin Ma'ad bin Adnan all right, so um, last week we had discussed how, who Hashim was, right? The great-grandfather of the Prophet ﷺ and why his name was Hashim. He used to mash or cut up um, pieces of bread and put it inside of something that was soupy or curry-like. And then he would, he would feed the hujaj, the hajj, the people who came for hajj. And he did this practice, and it was something very different from the ones, the custodians before him, because the custodians of the Kaaba before him would give them um, food and, and water, but not this type, right? This was like a wholesome food. And the Prophet ﷺ calls this food tharid, right? It's like a complete food. It's kind of like when we make soup and then we add the bread in it and it has everything there, right? The meat, the veggies, the the soup, besides the fact that it's bone broth and it's so good for you, right? It's a complete meal. So Hashem, the great-grandfather of the Prophet ﷺ, was known as taking care of the hujaj really well. And he was also very organized, so he would make sure there was a caravan that would go up north once a year and down south once a year for for trade. So we also spoke about how Abdul Muttalib got his name, the son of Hashim, how people believed that he was the servant of his uncle, Muttalib, and so they called him Abdul Muttalib. 
and he's the grandfather of the Prophet ﷺ. We also discussed um, how, you know, Abdullah was saved from the sacrifice of the promise that Abdul Muttalib had made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now we want to discuss who Abdullah is and how he ends up marrying the beautiful, the sweet, the innocent Amina, radiallahu anhu, right? Abdullah was the prince of Mecca. He was very intelligent, extremely eloquent in his speech, very gifted, very well behaved, very handsome, and he was very well respected and was the most eligible bachelor around. And Abdul Muttalib, the father, makes a proposal for Amina, the daughter of Wahhab, Amina bint Wahhab. Her nickname was Zaharatul Mecca. She was known as the flower of Mecca. She was very beautiful. She was very intelligent, well-spoken, eloquent. She was very good with poetry. She was the most sought after for marriage. So you have the most you know, eligible bachelor, Abdullah, and the most sought after, beautiful, innocent um, girl, Amina. Amina was raised by her uncle, Wahab. And they accepted the proposal and Abdullah and Amina were married to each other. And sometimes after the marriage, Ab- Abdul Muttalib sends his son, Abdullah, to Yathrib, right? Very, very quickly, not uh, months later, they say that Amina didn't even have her, the, the henna wasn't even gone from her hand. You know how you put henna on your hand and it lasts maybe a week or two, you know? It hadn't even cleared up from her hand and her husband, Abdullah, had to go to Yathrib for business, for business trade. And when he goes to Yathrib, he sells dates and, and other things. Because in Medina, dates grow really well, mashallah. Medina compared to Mecca is very different, especially for those who have traveled it. Mecca is a desert. Things don't really grow there. And Medina is prosperous. It has water. It has greenery. Things do grow there. And back then, Medina was known as Yathrib. And many people would go to Yathrib and they would become sick. Because the, the the weather, the soil, the the food, the the air was would make people sick. This happened many times. This happens to Abdullah. When he goes there, he becomes sick and then when he tries to come back, he passes away. So the father of the Prophet وسلم, is buried in somewhere called Abwa in near near Medina with Yathrib back then. Even Hashim dies, right? The great-grandfather of the Prophet وسلم, when, she is, when he is trying to come back to Mecca because he went to Yathrib. And when the Prophet وسلم, is six years old and he travels with his mother Amina to Yathrib because they want to... Um, that is the summer where he spends time with his family. When he's six years old, he does many sunnah sports. He want, Amina, the mother of the Prophet وسلم, wants her son to also know her side of the family because her family lives in Yathrib. 
And the Prophet وسلم, at the age of six meets them and interacts with them and enjoys his summer or his break. And on their way back from Yathrib, his mother gets sick and she, she, she dies, you know, and she's buried in um, Abwa, you know. And so there's an incident later on when the Prophet وسلم, is a lot older and he is traveling with his companions from Hajj. And he comes across the grave of his mother, Amina. And no one knows this, right? And he, he stops and he begins to cry. And, this, and he just cries so much that his whole body shakes. And this shows us the love, the respect, the, the need, the, the, the connection a child has with their mother. No matter how old the Prophet is, the Prophet at this time is about in his 60s, but he cries with his whole body and everyone around him cry as well, his companions. Because when you see someone and they are in pain and they are in sadness, it, it, it grieves your heart. And Umar, he's a big man, he's, he's a strong man, he's... Um, so Abu Bakr is the right hand and Umar who's on his left all the time. He comes over and he hugs the Prophet ﷺ and he's like, Ya Rasulullah, what makes you cry? And he starts talking about his mother. You know, his mother is, did this and his mother did that and how much she means to him. And everyone is crying. So... um one, it proves like how much um, the Prophet ﷺ loves his mother, of course, and how much respect we should also show to our mother because we know that Jannah lies under the feet of our mother, right? We, our mother and our father, of course, put up with so much, right? They, they have done, they have made so many sacrifices for us. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised their station really high to the point where if we were to rank it, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on top, of course. And then it's the Prophet wasallam underneath Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then it is our mother underneath the Prophet wasallam. So can you imagine the station, mashallah? So I know like it's really hard sometimes to deal with parents, especially moms, because I guess for many reasons, right? They're so much like us and they just kind of tick us off sometimes or we just we just become really busy with life, you know, or they they know us so well that they 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 pick at what we might be doing wrong and that I guess it rubs us the wrong way. But we should never we're we're told by Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to never say oof, to never um look at our mother in the wrong way, to never hurt them, right? Deliberately or um, accidentally or whatever. Because their heart, they, our mother, we were a mother now, right? And we know how it feels now that we're mothers. We would do anything for our kids, you know, no matter how angry my kids are, no matter what wrong they've done, I still forgive them right away instantly and i would do anything for their happiness right and all of us are the same so can you imagine how our mothers feel about us 
So we're, we're, we're supposed to say kind things. We're supposed to be gentle to them. We're supposed to call them every week. We're supposed to um, help them with whatever need they have, right? We're told that um, the Prophet ﷺ has told us that if your mother has reached, uh, your mother and your father have reached uh, old age, and you have are not um, taking care of them, seeing to them, uh, then this really angers Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? So when the Prophet ﷺ, when his family members go to Yathrib, Yathrib is known as this very this place that everybody gets sick. Three members of the Prophet ﷺ's family, his father, his mother, and his great-grandfather, who went to Yathrib, became sick when they traveled back and died. Because back then, when it was known as Yathrib, before the Prophet ﷺ entered Medina after migrating, it was a place where people would get sick. The soil would make people sick. The air would make people sick. The um, food, the everything but when the prophet وسلم, is commanded by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to migrate to yathrib to to think of it as the better place you know uh, to make this place your home and when yathrib is blessed with the light the nur of the prophet وسلم, its name is changed to medina Medina Til Nabawi, the city of, of, of uh, the Prophet Medina Munawara, you know, um, it is cleansed. It is cleansed of all its negativeness. And after the Prophet goes there, now and and even after the Prophet, um, it is known as the place where there's healing. People go there, the air is fresh, the water is pure, it's healing, the air is healing, everything about Yath Medina is beautiful and healing and, and healthy and, and, and wellness. There's no more sickness, there's no more nothing. Maybe mainly because the Prophet wasalam, still resides in Medina. There are many teachers I know that when they go to Medina, they never walk with their shoes. You know, they're very careful what they say, what they do, where they go, how they're constantly saying salawats. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum ya Rasulullah. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is in Medina. He can hear us. He can, he knows, he, you know, out of respect for him, they're careful where they step their foot because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood here he stepped his foot here he he sat here he you know it's 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 a blessing to be able to even go in that city mashallah so next time you go to medina and you you know try to remember that inshallah so the prophet sallallahu father abdullah and amina they marry um and they don't stay with each other for a very long time because abdullah is told to go on a on a trade caravan to Yathrib and then he passes away right and another narration um, says that he went to Sham to trade but stopped by over Yathrib to rest and then got sick and then died so traveling for business um, 
back then meant that you were gone for months at a time and people would get sick and people would die, especially, you know, um, in places that made the, that had, that made them sick, right? So Abdullah is, is buried in Medina and, um, Abdullah was 25 years old when he passed away. His wife Amina was expecting a baby, the Prophet The father of Nabi died before he was born, died before birth, right? His birth. So the Prophet is born an orphan. Amina and Abdullah were two young people and very much in love at this time. And Amina was in Mecca and she was overstricken with sadness, with grief, with um when she heard that her husband had passed away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted two moons, Amina and Abdullah, to meet meet each other and then raise a son, which is the Prophet right? It's a beautiful way of saying it. So Amina's name comes from Am, which means Sakina, peace. Um, and after they they had their nikah, they, they got married, they spent a few days with each other and very short time. And before that, Abdullah had this, um, this nur on his face that people would see and many girls were interested in marrying him. And there was this one particular girl who wanted to marry Abdullah and after he married Amina, you know, Abdullah saw her and said, you know, you're not interested anymore. And she said, that light that you had disappeared. And this is the nur of the Prophet wasallam that gets passed down from his father to his mother and then to the Prophet wasallam. So Abdullah lives for about 10 days, for about two weeks with his wife and um, and then passes away. So I want you guys to understand that the year that Abdullah, the father of the Prophet ﷺ, died is the same year a disturbing event occurs in Arabia, right? The Amr al-Fil, the, um, the year of the elephant. Um, so... The year of the elephant, you know, the disturbing act that they had when they were trying to destroy the Kaaba, that was 570 CE. And um, the Prophet ﷺ father passes away that year, and two months later, the Prophet ﷺ is born. So first the Prophet ﷺ's father passes away, then the year of the elephant occurs, and then the Prophet ﷺ is born. So that is a year that most people didn't forget. It stayed vivid in their minds for a very long period of time because of these really important events that happened. So back in the days, they didn't think of years and days. They would attach a, a person's birth or death to something great, like a famine or a um, like this, the Amalafil, when somebody, when they came to try to destroy the Kaaba or a flood or um Whatever occurred that year, that's how they would remember birth and death of people. So that is why we know um, distinctively when the Prophet ﷺ was born. Because at the time, the Arabs did not have a specific calendar. They remembered 
good and bad events um, in their lives by using an important historical event as a benchmark. So we spoke about um, the Prophet wasallam and how he is born that year and the importance of his birth, right? So the Prophet wasallam's mother is known to not have difficulties like any other person who would be of um of child right and through labor even during her labor she did not experience hardship or difficulty the way other women experience hardship and difficulty through her labor while amina was pregnant she had a dream that a light was emitted from her lower body that illuminated the palaces of syria and when she went into labor, Shifa bint Amr, the mother of Abdurrahman ibn Auf, later on, who is a companion of the Prophet wasallam, helped her and served her in her labor um, as a midwife. And Abdul Muttalib, the grandfather of the Prophet wasallam, is still around, right? His, his, her husband might not be because he passed away, but her father-in-law is there and she he receives the amazing news, the beautiful, um, blessed news that his grandson's birth um, has just occurred. And he's so joyous that he takes this newborn, beautiful baby, Muhammad, to the Kaaba. And he invokes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings and gives thanks. He, he basically like parades him around and shows it to everybody. And he's so, so happy and joyous. And he believed that his grandson would grow up to be highly praised, mostly praised. Um, that is why Abdul Muttalib named his son, his grandson, Muhammad, which means, which means he who is praised in keeping with the tradition of the Arabs. Uh, then he, he shaves the baby's head and he circumcises him on the seventh day um, and then he invites all his fellow Meccans to have to join him in a feast and this is kind of like I mean of course it's it's the son of the Prophet وسلم, it's something that we're supposed to do as well but this was also a tradition of the Arabs so we are there are six things we're actually supposed to do when when a child is born right one is that we're supposed to give them uh, a good name doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a Muslim name, but it has to have a good meaning. It can't mean like war or death or something crazy like that. It has to have a good meaning. Uh, a Muslim name would probably be very ideal because most Muslim, all Muslim names have beautiful meanings. The second thing we do is that we cut their hair a little bit, right? Or we shave it entirely. Um, and the third is that we do a haqiqa. We, we give food to everyone. We feed people and we sacrifice um, an animal in their name, right? And one third, we give to the poor. We feed our families and ourselves. Um, we, when the baby is born, we make adhan in the ear right um that's number four i know there's more um 
We can also do what is called technique, which is we take a piece of date and we chew it up. And usually it's the father or it could be um, some, some scholar, some knowledgeable person, chew it. And we want that to be the first thing that the baby tastes a date, right? Um, something that's sweet, something that is, you know, a, a blessed food, a sunnah food, right? And I know there was one more thing I can't remember right now, but um, there are a few things that we we need to do for a child. It's their haq. It's, it's an obligation that we have, and there's their right, right? And I think the last one was if it's a boy, you circumcise the boy, right? So the Prophet وسلم, is born and Muhammad وسلم, was first nursed by his mother. And then he was nursed by Umm Ayman, his father's slave. And um, an Abyssinian whose real name was Baraka. So her name is Umm Ayman and Baraka. And she embraces Islam and, and she migrates to Medina where you know, she dies six months after the, after the Prophet is born. So, the Prophet has um, many names, right? He is called Muhammad, which means the most frequently praised. He is called Ahmed. Um, and he's known by the Jews, Jewish people, as Ahmed because. That means the most praising, uh, but also in their, in their, in their sacred books, it's written down that the last prophet that will come into Medina is called Ahmed, and Subhanallah, the Prophet eventually goes to Medina where the Jewish people are living and residing for that purpose, and even though he is known. As Muhammad, and he is also called by Ahmed, and he, it means the same thing pretty much. Um, they deny him, right? They don't accept him because he's not from his their people. The third name is Hamid, right? The praising, um, the one who is worthy of praise. Uh, number four is Mahmud, the praiseworthy, and these are derived from the same root. Five is Hamad, the one of constant praise. And the Prophet ﷺ describes his ummah, us, you know, the people who follow him, um, as Hamadun, those who persistently praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all of these names and root names are um, consistent that they Pray, they are either praised or they praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So subhanAllah, like our title of Hamadun, the one, the people who, who praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we know that, how can we deny Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of his praise? And so saying subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, um, Allahu Akbar, we're praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're, we're we, inshallah, on the day of judgment, um, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will um, acknowledge us as part of his ummah. So when the Prophet ﷺ is a child, during that time, people would uh, have nurse babies take care of their children. And um, 
during the month that Muhammad was born, several babies were also born in Mecca. And nurse mothers from nearby would, would come to Mecca hoping to nurse babies from wealthy families. And several nurse mothers came to the village from Ta'if, right? And one of these women were Halima bin Sadia. And she is a, a beautiful individual. She is humble and sweet and kind and has a very pure heart. And the Prophet mother wants her child to reside somewhere where she, he is not in the city. He is not um, where pollution is, where, where uh, the language has been a little bit changed, right? So there are many reasons why people send their kids to nursing babies. They want them to be brought up in a land where the air is clean, the food is organic, right? There are other children to play with. They, free, they freely roam um, the, the lands and, and it's like a holistic way of li living, right? It's as if you took your kids to a, a farm, you know, homesteading, and you allowed them to live this very holistic life and, and are brought up in a very holistic um, in c community or home. And so the Prophet, so the Prophet وسلم, is an only child, right? There's no siblings around him. And he is an orphan. And all these people come and they meet somewhere, these nursing mothers from far away. And Halima Sadia is not from a rich <laughs> family, right? They Where she comes from, which is Ta'if, there is a lot of famine. There is a lot of... Um, people are starving. People are do not have food. And... Halima and her husband, Harith, have children already. And they have, they're on a, a donkey or, or some sort of animal that they're riding. And their animal is the last one to arrive to Mecca, where the Prophet's mother and grandfather are there. Because they're the poorest ones. And Harith and Halima and their children haven't slept because she doesn't ha have any milk in her, right? Her baby's crying at night. And she has a baby the same age as Ab Muhammad وسلم, and his name is Abdullah. And she makes this journey to um, towards where Amina radiallahu anha is. And all the nursing mothers choose other babies and they do not choose the Prophet وسلم, baby Muhammad because he doesn't have a father. So even though they don't get paid for this work, they think of what they can benefit in the future. So for example, if this family has a father and they have grandparents and they have extended family members and they, they are wealthy, then the nursing family knows that they will in the future have someone to rely on, someone to depend on, some family to be attached to because they will, when you nurse a child, that child, be, you become the mother, you know, you become another mother to that child. 
you become a mahram, you become a part of the family, and these two families help one another. It's a it's a way of of connecting with other families. But Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, even though he is the most beautiful, the most beloved, the most loved baby, is not chosen because he doesn't have a father. He has a grandfather, but he doesn't have a father. And by the time Halima Sadia comes and gets there because her animal is so, so slow, it's the slowest one, she realizes there's no one else. There's just baby Muhammad. And at this point, Halima can say, you know what, I, he, she, can, she can do what other moms did, right? Other nursing moms did and say, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to choose this child. I'm going to leave. It's okay. But somewhere in her heart, she has this, gentleness this 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 um tenderness this this good intention this she's a beautiful individual and she says you know it's okay i'm gonna take this child and inshallah allah will bless us with something just through being kind right just um through doing good so she takes this child muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and um, when she puts him on her breast, on her le- on her right side, all of a sudden, she is blessed with milk. Her 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 breast is filled up with milk. Whereas she's going through a famine, she has gone through hunger. She has not eaten. Her child has cried for night after night because she has no milk. And anyone who is a mom who is, who who nursed their child knows how it feels if you don't have milk and how the child will cry, right? But yet, when she takes this uh, baby Muhammad, this beloved of of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala blesses her with milk, and she nurses this child. And um, then. She after she's done nursing Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the baby, she nurses um, her own child Abdullah quickly because he's still hungry. He's been hungry for for days. And after committing to this child and saying, "I'm going to take this child and I'm going to take care of him, and I will be the foster mother. I will be the nurse mother for the next I don't know year or or so." All of a sudden. Her, their whole life as a family turned around. You know, um, they all have their their animal. All of a sudden, gives milk. They have something to eat, whereas before they had nothing. Um, they have all kinds of blessings. When they go back with the baby Muhammad, their animal, even though it's the weakest one, it's the slowest one, actually rides faster and is ahead of all the ones that have already started on their way back. So, subhanAllah, like Halima Sadia sees the blessings just by taking this baby Muhammad and she knows there's something very, very special um, in this baby Muhammad. So, inshallah, I will stop here. Uh, but, inshallah, like, just think about how beautiful this 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 event is, right? So the Prophet wasallam is a blessing to all of humanity, and it's he starts by showing this 
from the first few people that he interacts with. And throughout his life, when we learn about it, we see the immense blessing all the people around him sees as well. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revive and resurrect our faith for us. Um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us rectify our intention, purify our intention to learn ilm, to get close to him, inshallah, to do what was pleasing to him and do it for his sake. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum. For joining me, Maliha Mahmoud, on Muslim Health Talk. Please do check us out. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and our website, MuslimHealthTalk.com. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>